You are listening to Building with Builder, where we talk about all things building, whether it be building or renovating your dream home or developing for profit. We believe that building done the right way is fun. I'm Rebecca from Build Her Collective. Join us as we explore all aspects of this journey. Hello, lovely builders. Today we have a treat. We have Andrew Mitchell. He is a coach of designers. What he does is he helps interior designers get a handle on how they should be charging, how they should be working with clients and how to navigate an industry which is actually really tricky. So from our perspective as customers or clients, we've got a lot to learn about how to work with interior designers and what level and what type of interior designers they are, but also interior designers, it can be hard to navigate client relationships because the expectations are so different across the board. So welcome, Andrew. Thank you, Rebecca. So exciting to be here. Thank you for the introduction. And I'm really keen to talk to you today and help answer some of the questions that you've got about interior design and also about my coaching business. Yeah, perfect. Would you mind giving us a little bit of a snapshot on your background or what led you to this point? Yeah, sure. So I've been in the interior design industry for over 25 years. I launched my business, Mr. Mitchell, in November of 2000. So it's coming up to 22 years now. I wasn't formally trained, so I didn't go to college or university to learn about interior design. So I just sort of learned on the job. So I had my own real life apprenticeship under my own tutorage, which had some amazing outcomes and some not so amazing outcomes. But essentially, I didn't have a business background either. So I think that in the early stages of my interior design business, there was a lot of struggles. And I really didn't understand anything about the systems and processes that would necessitate a really efficient operation of an interior design business. Having said that, I was very, very fortunate to work with some incredible clients on some incredible projects right from the beginning. Um, And I feel really blessed. Like I've worked on beautiful projects in the residential sector, commercial sector and hospitality. So doing bars and restaurants as well. I mean, one of the things that I think that's gone in my favor is a bit of a can-do attitude. So I don't really say no to things very often. And I always see things as a bit of a challenge, but I think what I, what I learned and the, the reason that I came to being a business coach for interior designers was that there's no real education aside from university courses and college courses that teach you about the actual design side of things. No one teaches you how to run a business. And it's probably the same in a lot of different industries as well. And that can have catastrophic you know, results on people if they're putting a lot of their own investment into their business and also their time. But I just found that there was a huge gap in the market for helping designers to really understand the the need for efficient and and organized systems. And then sort of the on flow to that is sort of setting up some really transparent and uh, accurate estimation methodologies for estimating their fees and being able to run a profitable business, which is sort of what we're in it for at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, there's one part to be fun 
and because you love what you do but the other part is you still need to feed your kids you still need to pay the mortgage you still need to afford to do what you do I know I speak to a lot of people at different levels and different experience and and often they've come out of a course or a you know a college and they they don't have a handle on this well hang on what am I meant to do now how do I how do I run a successful practice it's hard to get your foot in the door yeah so then if you're setting up for yourself you don't have that grounding in the systems and processes but you're also dealing in an area where people are putting tens if not hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah in trust with you and if you make mistakes the repercussions of that can be huge so it's not just as simple as kind of getting a piece of paper and then running out so that's why we like coaching in all areas of my life because it's much easier to learn from someone who's gone through it and either learned the hard way or learned from someone else or got that accumulation of experience and put together a really rigid and great system and from a client's perspective you want your designers to have a great system oh that's so true i'm a believer that when the designers win because they're organized and working efficiently the clients win everyone wins Right, because then you don't have the hiccups and the, and you've got clarity over where the project is at all points in time. So what does an interior designer do from a holistic perspective and what should we be looking out for when we're working with them so we know we've got someone who's capable or is going to work in with us the way we want? Yeah, whenever someone asks me what I do and I say I'm an interior designer, I get all sorts of responses on a spectrum of awe and amazement to envy you know people think that it's just this they have this visual of it being this ideal profession where we just swoosh around specifying beautiful materials and coming up with beautiful concepts and it's pretty much a stress-free sort of job but in reality it's a lot more than that there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that clients don't actually see everything from running a budget on a project, which, you know, from my perspective, we've got a big responsibility to, like you were talking about before, it's a lot of money that clients are investing with us. And we want to make sure that we're respecting that amount of money and that we have systems and processes in place that help to manage that right from the first conversation about how much would you like to spend through to making sure that there are tools and templates that help us manage that budget all the way through. Um, But then also we've got to deal with multiple sort of personalities on a project. So just even dealing with a client, you've got a husband and wife or a couple who might not even be on the same page about everything. So you're almost a marriage counselor sometimes. Also we're dealing with trades and suppliers and specialists that come in on the project. And quite often we are the central point to which all of the responsibility is tied back. And there's a lot that goes into that. There's a lot of psychology that goes into that. We also have to try to make the whole process as seamless and effortless for our clients as possible. And that's why it's so important to be organized with really good systems and processes. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that always gets to me when it comes to design is they go, oh, you're charging that much per hour. And I'm like, yeah, but you're not buying this hour. 
you're buying the 5,000 hours I've spent scrolling Instagram and putting together boards and learning what works well and learning through construction and learning through a whole heap of different courses. So I think when you're working with a professional, the hourly fee's fine, but you've got to work out what, what level you're trying to hit because you can get designers at all spectrums and you can get them with all different ways with designers from consults to full design packages or material boards like the way you can craft this is huge but you need to kind of understand what you're paying for and what level of service you're going to get can you talk to us and I know you know people at at all range of service and perspective on the pay scale from someone who's starting out and trying to get their first job and they're they're seriously under quoting Because, you know, they've charged you 400 bucks and they've spent 40 hours on it. To someone who's kind of more professional and where they would be sitting and what's reasonable in terms of pay and time and how that structure would go together. I think that the problem is less what people are prepared to pay and more what designers, especially the more junior designers, the less experienced people, their self-confidence allows them to charge. So I work with designers who are way, way under quoting for their services, like you said, charging $400 and working 4,000 hours for it. And that means that they're not running profitable, sustainable businesses. And ultimately, all of the clients that I work with want me to make money. They don't want me to go out of business because I can't, I'm not running a profitable business, but we want fairness and transparency. So I really encourage transparency and I work in my interior design. I'm still working as an interior designer. I really promote transparency. So you're as open and honest with all of the calculations for how you work out your fees. And there's a process that you follow to calculate your fees. So it's not just sort of stabbing in the dark at, oh, I think that'll be $5,000. It's based on the scope of work that's put to you by the client, what they want you to do, like the tasks that they want you to do. And then calculating an estimation of how much time it would take, because ultimately, As a service offerer in interior design or architecture, we are offering our time as our commodity. And that's what we need to be charging for. So I think if there's a fair and reasonable explanation of how much time we're planning to spend on the project and how much that would cost, clients feel comfortable with it. And I think it's just more from the perspective of the designer, no one really teaches them properly how to do that. So I'm all about teaching people fair and reasonable processes for setting up fair and reasonable pricing for their clients. And it is confidence, I think, for a lot of people that are starting out. They're so worried, but they have spent a long time studying this. So I think a lot of times you need to cut your teeth on some projects and know that you're actually highly skilled because you learn so much in those first few that you can start running that through. But if you've got that kind of investment in in someone helping you show the way and someone guide you and someone that you can call on if you've got an issue, I think that can be really handy because it can also be really lonely. It's like you you get this course and you go out and then you're a sole trader and you're expected to do all these designs and deal with clients and you can get great clients that are a great fit, but you can also get prickly clients and those prickly clients can really undermine everything and they don't mean it. You know, it wasn't a good fit from the beginning. Yeah, clients want us ultimately to be in control. They do. And they want to have their expectations met. So their expectations about how the design will look, feel and function, but also how much they want to spend and how long the project is going to take. So it's our job 
as designers to make sure that we're asking the right questions about that from the start so we get all the information and then to have systems in place that enable us to meet those expectations and update the clients whenever there's a change. So if there's a change to the budget or there's a change to the time frame or a change to the design outcomes because of some constraints on site, we're communicating with the clients immediately. And we've got really sound systems that enable the client to see what the outcomes will be at the end of the day. And that's really all that majority of my clients want is they want clear communication. Yeah. So when you're working with people, what are the biggest issues you see them have? One of the biggest issues is self-confidence with designers. And there's parts of our job, say estimation, it's black and white. There's a correct quote for a job. Documentation. So a lot of documentation is, you know, there's a right way to document and a wrong way to document. But with a lot of the creative side of it, it's totally subjective. So there's no right way of doing it and no wrong way of doing it. (laughs) So confidence becomes a big thing for people, a lot of comparison to other people in the industry. But the fundamental sort of business things that people come to me with is they don't necessarily come to me saying, I need help with my systems. They don't realize that their business systems are lacking. The outcomes of the projects are are messy. They've got you know, conflicts with their clients because there's a breakdown in communication or they're not running profitably. So they, they come to me saying, I'm not making any money and, you know, I'm working really long hours and my clients don't ever seem to be happy. Like I can't make them happy and I give, give, give. The clients aren't doing anything wrong. They're actually just wanting clear communication. They're wanting their expectations met. So it's all about sort of coming back to the fundamentals of, well, what's the process that you're following? How are you setting those expectations early on and how are you managing them throughout the course of the project? And 99% of the problems that designers have can be sorted by setting clearer systems and processes. The creative bit is just such a small percentage of what we do. And I think anyone who's looking to get into the design industry needs to know that there's a lot of grunt work that goes on behind the scenes with managing the actual sort of process throughout the course of the project and managing multiple personalities. It's not the fun part, but when I first set up my business 22 years ago, all I wanted to do was that side, the fun part of the design. I didn't want to run a successful business. Making money wasn't a huge thing for me, but now I've learned that there's a win in running a successful business because the clients are happier. I'm happier. My team are happier. And I actually love focusing on the business now. It's an exciting part. Yeah, when you've got it under control and you can understand all aspects of it, it does become more fun. You don't feel stressed when you take on more clients because you know the system and process and you know the outcome is going to be handled and controlled or maybe you know where they slot in and that you can't take them on now but you can take them on in three months and it's okay to have a wait list and it's okay to also say no to some clients that don't have a good fit and to be honest the biggest problems I've had when we've done work for people is when I knew that I should have said no yeah I wanted to help yes people pleasing (laughs) and it didn't please me it pleased them but what what cost because those projects no one's ever really happy at the end yeah you could have saved the clients some dissatisfaction too by saying no because there might have been someone out there that would have been a better fit so if someone wants to get in touch with you and find out 
if you can help them or if there's a problem with their interior design, do they reach out? Like, what's your process there? If people are looking for an interior designer and they want a smooth running project, they have their expectations managed throughout the course of the project, so it's an enjoyable process, definitely reach out to me at Mr. Mitchell. So I'll provide you with the contact details. There will be links in the show notes. Plenty of people in your community are, you know, developers and they're people who have an interest in interior design but don't feel like they could actually run that as a profession. I didn't study. So there's multiple ways to get into the industry that don't involve studying. I mean, I I still believe that there is a lot of benefit to going to university and studying the foundations, especially if you want to do structural interior design. It's a necessity. But yeah, to reach out to me and send me an email at the design coach. Yeah, perfect. I think the thing is there's so much fear often. I mean, I know it with us, like we do interior design. I don't have confidence even though we do it and I do it to say. I've seen your project outcomes. They're beautiful. Right, but I would never say I'm an interior designer. I'm like, oh, I'm a builder and this is like what we do. But you are an interior designer. You're specifying and designing spaces. So it's not like architecture where you're not allowed to call yourself an architect if you haven't got a qualification, but you're creating beautiful projects where interior design is a huge part of it. So there's all sorts of different ways into the industry and and labels are labels. I don't think that it should limit the aspirations that you've got to create a profession for yourself. Right. So if you're someone who's kind of dabbling with it and wants to explore it and kind of wants to know a pathway, then maybe they can reach out and say, well, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm doing. Can I form a business out of this or what would that business look like? Because I guess that's the first step, right? To have the confidence to be able to say, actually, I'd like to be an interior designer and it's not just something that I do for my friends and family and everyone I come across because they ask me and I'm good at it, right? So that type of person, if that's you, feel free to get in touch. Yeah, on our website at The Design Coach, We have a discovery call. So you can book a free 20 minute discovery call with me and you can talk about whatever it is that you want to talk about. And if it's getting some career advice, if you're going to go into the design industry, even if you're working for someone, there's a lot more involved than just what a lot of people see on the surface. So you want to be really committed. And if you want to set up a business, there's so much involved in running a business and there's going to be incredible highs and at the same time incredible lows and you'll make mistakes you know there's all sorts of pressures that get put on you from all sorts of different aspects but it's incredibly rewarding as well but you just want to go into it eyes wide open with full understanding of the expectations of what will come all right thank you andrew for joining us today thanks rebecca 